InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. It seems no matter where you go at the office, school, the grocery store, even aboard a jet plane, you can't avoid people coughing, sneezing, and spreading nasty germs. The fact is we live in a world of viruses and bacteria. How can we best avoid catching something? Well, to answer this question, we welcome a real expert, Allison Jantz, to InfoTrack. Allison, how are you today? Great. How are you doing? Terrific. Now, Allison, you call yourself a germ freak, and you've written a book called The Germ Freak's Guide to Outwitting Colds and Flu. So you're certainly qualified to answer this. What's your number one rule to avoid germs? Uh, my number one rule since 50 to 80% of all colds and flu are caused by hand contact, you need to know where the germ hotspots are and avoid those like the plague. Now, what would people would think what would be the germ hotspots like a bathroom, right? Yeah, there's a lot of myths out there. People fear public restrooms, the number one germ phobia in America. 50% of women will not even sit on a toilet seat. The problem is they should take those little paper toilet guards they're using for the toilet and put them over the bathroom faucet because the faucet is actually germier than the toilet lid. Is that right, huh? Because of people's hands, I guess, right? Right. My co-author, Dr. Gerba, is a world-renowned microbiologist who's tested bathroom surfaces. He found that the toilet lid only has 49 germs per square inch because they're disinfected nightly, whereas that hot water faucet is teeming with germs because only 16% of Americans wash their hands the right way. Oh, wow. So that's something to be really aware of. And, of course, you want to wash your hands, so what do you do? Maybe when you turn that faucet off, you use a paper towel or something? Exactly. You might see, I don't know, you men can't look at each other in a restroom. That's like a taboo. But <laughs> you might notice people in restrooms now are doing that. They're using the paper towel to turn the handle and then taking that with them to cover the knob on the way out. And that's what you should do. Where else would be a germ hotspot that people should look out for? I think people need to definitely look out for their desktop at work. People think, oh, it's my desk. It must be clean. Not so. You know, when's the last time you cleaned your desk? Probably when you started sticking to it. Dr. Gerba, yeah, he found that desks at work had 25,000 germs per square inch on them. The phone was up there as well as the computer keyboard. All of them were worse than the toilet lid. But aren't those pretty much going to be my own germs if it's my desk? And, and is that something I really need to worry about? Well, not necessarily your own germs, because every time you're out touching things in the workplace, it's where someone else coughed and sneezed. And those coughs and sneezes can last in a workplace for 72 hours. So you're touching that and bringing it right back to your desk. Now, if you're a healthy guy, which you sound like you are, it probably won't be a problem, but if you're immune compromised, a little stressed out, not eating right, and you get enough of those and enough concentrations, you're going to get whatever's going around. But the good news is you can disinfect your desktop once a day and you'll kill 99% of the germs. Is there anything special to use to do that? Or could you just use like some spray cleaner? For me, I like the Clorox wipes because they come in like a handy travel case. You don't have to walk in with a big jug and look like a total freak. Mm -hmm. I do like to be discreet, you know. But you can <laughs> use you know any product you prefer, really. 
Now, what about the grocery store? Because we mentioned that. Are there a lot of germs there? You think they'd keep that clean because there's food there. Oh, you were really, I'm so glad you mentioned this. You ever see those toddlers gnawing or licking a shopping cart cover? Mm, yeah, That's I hadn't thought about that. Horrible. Supermarket shopping carts have no standards for cleanliness in the United States. They're never cleaned. Leaky meat has E. coli on it. Little kid has an explosive diaper. He's sitting right there. You walk in and you touch the cart handle, then you go sample the deli turkey, you sample a grape, those germs are going right into your mouth. I think I'm becoming a germ <laughs> freak just listening to this. Of course, you're also picking up produce or, you know, other things that you might be wanting to eat later at home. Right, so just don't eat in the store. If you don't want to use a disinfecting wipe on your cart, a lot of stores actually have those now in the front. Just don't eat in the store and make sure you wash your hands before you eat anything. And we're talking on InfoTrack with Allison Jantz, who's co-author of The Germ Freak's Guide to Outwitting Colds and Flu. And Allison, after you buy those groceries at the grocery store, you take them home to your house in the kitchen. How's the kitchen on the germ scale? Is that a bad room, too? That's actually the worst room in the house. Bathrooms get a bad rap, but most home kitchens would fail a public health inspection. Really? Really. Uh, so I always use that excuse when I want to go out to eat and get out of cooking. <laughs> now, I would think that kitchens are the places that get the most cleaning. Where would the germs collect in a kitchen? You know, you're right. They get cleaned, but oftentimes they're getting cleaned with a fungal farm we call the kitchen sponge. A lot of times people transfer germs, bacteria from raw meat and vegetables from room to room on that kitchen sponge. They leave it sitting there wet and bacteria love moisture. So really what you need to do is disinfect the sponge. Don't just think if you rinse it with hot water, it's germ-free because it isn't. So how do you disinfect a kitchen sponge? What's the easy way to do that? The lazy person option that I prefer is wetting it and then putting it in the microwave for a minute. And just watch out. It'll be really hot when you take it out. How about cutting boards? I remember reading something that cutting boards in a kitchen can carry a lot of germs and so on. Yes, cutting boards are the number two offender. Again, you really should disinfect or sanitize those after you're touching uh, raw meat with them. And the sinks are the next on the list in the kitchen. Sure, and then, of course, you've got the uh, refrigerator handle and the microwave buttons. I'm starting to pick up on your way of thinking here. All of these places, I guess, could have germs. Uh, the ketchup bottle... Is there really any end to this? It's just This has got to become sort of a lifelong effort to rid yourself of germs, right? Well, see, I don't want you walking around in a plastic bubble. You know, I don't do that. But it's just a simple awareness, maybe a change in a few habits every day, and you will be healthier. I mean, knock on wood, I haven't gotten sick in three years, and I have two germ magnets, three-year-old twins, in my house. <laughs> Speaking of small children, is that a, a fact that little kids are germ factories? And if so, why is that? A total medical fact that kids get between six to eight colds a year, whereas the average adult gets two to four. They just don't have the hygiene that most adults do, hopefully. I mean, they're picking their noses, picking their friends' noses, eating off of the floor and things of that nature. But, you know, kids are like sponges, and if you teach them how to wash their hands, make sure they're actually doing it right and not just watching the water fill up your sink, they will do it. It will become ingrained without raising the next Howard Hughes. <laughs> now, Allison, I remember reading a while ago, and I believe you mentioned this in your book, 
petting zoos can cause not just a cold or something, but very serious illness if you're not careful with your kids. Yes, I mean, there have been outbreaks of a fatal form of E. coli that have actually killed children. It's very dangerous. And again, you don't have to deprive your kids of going to the zoo. Just make sure that you really wash their hands well after they pet an animal. If you drop a pacifier, throw it out. Don't even take a chance. Try to eat before you go to the petting zoo. It's just simple changes like that that can really save a life. Sure, makes a lot of sense. Well, the book is The Germ Freak's Guide to Outwitting Colds and Flu. Allison Jantz, along with Charles Gerba, Ph.D., and your co-author is, uh, you said, a microbiologist? Yes, he's really the top in his field. Is he a, as big a germ freak as you? He's a total germ freak. He <laughs> named his son, his middle name is Escherichia, after E. coli, and his son <laughs> used to dress up as bacteria for Halloween. Wow, that's something. That kid will be interesting when he grows up, for sure. See, he beat me. He's got me trumped on the germ freak scale. That's for sure. Well, great, Allison. Thanks again for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you, and stay healthy. Next, the national plan to eliminate the problem of homeless people. You won't want to miss this eye-opening interview. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.